strength, it's a sword of power, sword of power, dragon and earth, soaring through the sky, spread your wings. Time on Ballin' Out Super. The future was in danger due to chickens coming home to roost. The sins of the father were up for reckoning by La Enfant Terrible, which is French for chickens at the roost. This week on Ballin' Out Super. Beautiful, beautiful stuff. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Ballin' Out Super. Oh, just me? Great. Super. Uh, Super. <laughs> Super. You know, <laughs> I am your French-loving host, KRL. I have a well-documented history of my love of the French on this show and uh, the host with the most, Alex Patak. Committed Francophile, Alex Patak. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Ha ha, wee wee, and we're joined with not did not uh, noted not Jeremy's this week from the Radio Free Tote Bag Podcast, Arthur and Donovan. Hello, what's poppin'? Bonjour. That's a really cool way to introduce yourself. What's poppin'? That was a <laughs> French reference. Well, the bonjour part. I don't know how many French people say what's poppin', but maybe that'd fit in with their language. Maybe well, we can introduce it to them. They say, chaos let pop. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> you can trust me, I took Spanish for a long time. Wow. This is going to be a real hang sesh today. Just the, the tote bag boys in That's the us. anime room. I can uh, I can feel the weebification happening already. I, I have anime eyes, as you can see on the camera. You, the listener, will just have to trust that. Uh, and I'm liking them. I, I like what it adds to my face. Yeah, in the uh, 120 seconds we've been recording, Donovan's eyes have physically expanded two to three size, <laughs> sizes, their original height and width, uh, stretching the skin on his face, just peeling back a lot of meat unveiled around, oh. the, just like above the nose. But it's beautiful. He looks great. <laughs> this is what happens when you like Eastern culture. Welcome to the show. <laughs> so true. Sorry, I just spilled a whole glass of water all over my bed. Katie Hell has yeah. been spilling water on her bed? <laughs> Maybe that's something that we could talk about? I once had a, a cat knock a beer into my bed. It's okay. a talented cat. Yeah. I had this, like, uh, futon situation. It was like a bed that had, like, arms like a couch. And he comes running past, knocks the beer directly into my lap and laptop, and then makes unbroken eye contact with me. Wait, Classic I have a cat. question. Uh, outside of New York City, do people get those, like, full body bags for their mattresses so the bugs can't get in them? Oh, I don't, I don't know about that. Because <laughs> they have a secondary feature, which is repelling beer your cat knocks onto it. Sure. So it kind of shoots back, and you like have a swamp bed for a while, <laughs> and it stays extra wet because it doesn't go in. Right. You can retrieve some of it too. You don't have to like squeeze your mattress like a large sponge 
uh, to get those last golden droplets of lager, you could just kind of zamboni it right off of the, uh, uh, the cover. <laughs> lap it up. <laughs> lap it up. Oh, just, yeah, lap it up. Arthur, your cat was just trying to show you how to do it right. You were trying to take sips, and he was like, no, check this out. It's all in one place now. You can see everything you've got. You're not limited to the top of the beer bottle. Fantastic stuff. I don't think that will help, but uh, yeah, beds can get wet. (laughs) (laughs) Alex, I'm wondering if you have some talking points that you have been gleefully collecting the last few shows. Um, I haven't been because I was doing my taxes today, but I guess we could just go over my taxes. <laughs> sure. Oh, yeah. You know, I also have been doing my taxes, and it turns out owning your own business is a nightmare. It makes you want to kill yourself. Yeah. Sure. Oh, no. And But we're stronger because we can't be sued individually. Yeah. Uh. We can only be sued as a group now for the many electronic crimes we've been committing. <laughs> I, I can't even imagine owning your own business. I've, I've done uh, a private contractor filing, and that was bad enough. Um, my current situation is split between this show and Poddam America because due to a worldwide virus, those were my two sources of income last year, and one is incorporated and one is not. Oh, God. And I am also filing together with my wife, so it's like a who's who of numbers <laughs> going on a page. <laughs> just representing nothing, really. Hey, <laughs> just we got nice. all your favorites. We got nine. We got six. <laughs> we got Featuring one. Seven. <laughs> Alex, as a married man, do you suggest getting married to take the burden of your financial crimes off of yourself and onto a loved one? Mm. Yes. I've been so direct with this. It's the only way you'll survive. You can you can't make it alone. You either need a sword or a or a wife. And those are your two <laughs> options. It's not safe out there. Men going their own way choose sword. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Women these days, they just they don't they don't do the traditional roles, man. They're not looking for a relationship. You got to find a sword to stay by your side. <laughs> you know, it's a nightmare. It is fun too when you're a private contractor like this cuz I like fill out a hundred forms and then it's like you made ten dollars <laughs> i know oh man it is such a sham right now yeah what other exciting tax stuff do we got going on <laughs> can't talk about it tax season because they will come o- 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 arrest me i'm just it's, it's very exciting as a relative newcomer to the anime world to see these real world ties to like the complexity of our tax system i'm I appreciate that. I feel like I'm getting the culture. All politics is economics. Um, All anime is politics. It's a a, a flat circle. Um, Are we? Yeah, having a wife gets you points off. Are we firmly in the the what the fuck is up segment of our show? (laughs) I have almost nothing more to add on the tax front, so I think we are there. Yes. Do you have something that is up? I was wondering, I saw you drink a Four Loco this weekend, and I was just right. wondering if you can tell me what a modern Four Loco experience was like. I actually do have something to add for that. So I had a delayed birthday celebration because I'm turning 16, um, <laughs> and I got my COVID shot on my birthday, so that I, that was no good for a birthday because I had to lie down. And I had to not do any for loco at that 
moment in time. Uh, so I waited and had a delay. And then Jeremy Hammond, a uh, friend of the show, came and brought me a Four loco Gold. Which gold. is... It's bright gold. Um, it looks like... Like, it has the same kind of uh, energy to it as, like, a heavy iron or a gun. <laughs> right? <laughs> you put it next to your picnic basket uh, where all of your friends are gathered and then slowly turn into a monster next, right next to them. Right where yeah. they can see the transformation when happen. When you pulled out the Four loco, it was like pulling out, like, a beloved heirloom. Everyone, like, gathered around and they were like... <laughs> Is that a four loco? Where did you get? Where did that come from? I, it's been it, it's been eon since my people have seen such a beautiful relic of our heritage of two thousand seven. I was young once. Um, they took the caffeine out, which is good because uh. I'm not in jail now. But uh, sure, it is. It's like a like heavy malt liquor kind of thing and it's just a very large can so i drank that and uh i started acting like a little irresponsible <laughs> like we um i ended up going over to my my wife's uh co-worker's house and i'd never been there before but i was just inviting other people over like there's not an international <laughs> plague happening sure <laughs> and so uh strangers are showing up at their house and at sometime around midnight, I'm getting polite requests to stop inviting people. And so I'm like, egg on my face. I have blacked out and committed a faux pas. And so, uh, like, we, <laughs> we left. And the next day, I was like, oh, I got to text them about that. That was so rude of me. And so he texted them. And they're like, oh, we don't mind. But um, something we found this morning. Did one of you smash our tub? Whoa. Somebody no. fell in. <laughs> destroyed the tub <laughs> they fell into it like knocking the entire ironworks like out of the wall and Jesus. then like a smash tile and shit and also no one could tell you who did it because they were not in their right mind at the time and it's just unfortunate because as one of the big boys I am on the list of suspects and as the birthday boy I should be exempt from that list but due to tragic Alex, customs let your wife have friends <laughs> I don't think I did it because I'm a good nature. I think like when I fall down, like here's the thing. And this is why it's tricky. Leaving the park, Katie, you saw this. I stepped in a ditch and fell and rolled like down a hill is... while carrying heavy things. Yeah, I did. This is like a real murder on the Orient Express moment. Uh, Arthur Donovan, help us solve the mystery. Here are the clues. One, a large can of four loco. Two, I conveniently left before the second location. Three, the tallest boy in all of New York. <laughs> are we are we theorizing somebody fell, and I'm not naming any names here, but somebody fell into this tub with enough force to break the motherfucking tub? Like it just bumped it from the wall? Or it like shattered some porcelain? Somebody, well, I, I think they were showed in the picture, and they so showed good. that some porcelain was smashed, but somebody landed directly on the faucet, kind of like bending it out of uh. the wall and smashing wow. pipes. And the thing, I don't think all of the clues were present in the clues portion. I just want to take a step back for a second because okay. there were other people who weren't turning any ages, and they were there, and they were some of them were big. I it could have been them. Uh, is this a good yes, apartment Katie. 
Or is this like a regular Bushwick apartment where like you could pull the appliances out of the wall by say just breathing on them? Or is this like Ooh, a real apartment? Good point. With, like studs and stuff. I'll tell you this, it was in better condition before Saturday. Right. <laughs> we know that. Alex, let me ask you an unrelated question, completely Please. unrelated to this. Do you happen to have any strange bruises yes. or maybe large gaping porcelain cuts at the moment? That is exactly where I was going. Mr. Patak, are you injured in any way? I have no bruises or injuries of any kind. Also, it did not get to the portion of the night that is a usual uh, 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 ceremony with, when I'm not with my wife's friends and I'm with my friends where I just start fighting people. Um, <laughs> so that makes me think I didn't do it. Sure. And I do keep thinking of Saturday and think, oh, I remember falling. But I think of just remembering the hill, the classic right. hill where we all laughed that I fell down a hill. Anyway, we can all agree that other guy fell on their tub is my right, point. Right. That's all if, you're, if you are unharmed, I think that if you were to land on a like a faucet with enough force to damage it, you would you would yourself be damaged. Right. Right. Even with my little butt. <laughs> <laughs> That Unless that you got like some damage. some kind of some kind of Superman thing going on, where like you can't physically take damage. Sure, no, think... that is not true. That has Damn. been proven untrue for other birthdays. <laughs> when I turned thirteen through fifteen, <laughs> this all came up. Do you not have the strength of the dragons you look like? I thought that you would have that sort of physical prowess. It's funny you mention that. That's actually a, a cruel stereotype. <laughs> And has no base in reality of any kind. I was pretty happy to see... Uh, maybe we don't have to talk about this yet, but I saw Mortal Kombat last night. Sick. In, in uh, movie theaters. And it was the first time I've been there in like a year. And a lot of their strength, you know, it comes from that dragon tattoo. Is that the thing? That's the logo for Mortal Kombat, right? It's like a dragon symbol right. looking thing. And do the fighters have it tattooed on them? Well, I believe works? they made that up for this movie because oh. the thing about Mortal Kombat lore is you can yes and any old <laughs> two words together and then show a guy having his spine ripped out of his torso and sure. then it's fine, actually. You just got to hit the beats. You hit those main beats, you're set. They've, <laughs> right. uh, have, they've retconned the entire origin story for Mortal Kombat at least a half a dozen times for each of the games and movies. And didn't, wasn't there like a web series? Yeah, um, they're all no good, and so they might as well each be the real thing. You know, sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, the only comparison I could make, if you've ever played Tekken, I believe Tekken does mm. an equal amount of retconning. Which is unfortunate, because the original Iron Fist tournament, that's just like, seems good. Like, we're going to have a whole bunch of international fighters come together to decide who is the most badass. Right, sounds fine. Why do you yeah. have to gild the lily here and put in the guy from Soul Calibur? Sure. It's like See, I'm put, to make money. It's putting a hat on a martial arts tournament. <laughs> I, I don't have a whole lot of experience with that series except for a stretch where my buddy got kicked out of college and he's from India. His parents were sending him money to pay for school and he didn't tell him he got kicked out. Instead, he got an apartment off campus because he couldn't stay in the dorms. And... Uh, in that apartment, there was a big bare foam mattress, and we would sit on that very uncomfortably, burning it with cigarettes by accident, and playing Mortal Kombat. Uh, so I like to think I'm pretty immersed in the lore. I know about the mattress. That's a big component, right? <laughs> the mattress, and the mattress can get wet, too. Uh, and that's true. kind of something you're supposed to just know going in. 
<laughs> he didn't have that wrapper around it, unfortunately. That could have saved uh, saved us a lot of trouble. I don't want to uh, talk about it too much before Katie's seen it. Katie, did you have something to add? I don't. I was going to say, if we're moving on, I, 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 uh, I realize this has been the first time in a long time we haven't had, like, pre-established guests on here. Are we supposed to go into, like, the old format and ask them about anime? Oh. Dare we? Hell Dare yeah. we? Dare we <laughs> ask them? <laughs> Dare we talk about anime on this anime podcast? <laughs> okay, I'm just going to say this last thing about Mortal Kombat, and then we will move on. Do they it. get I'm- all of the story crammed into one scene where Sonya Blade, who's like a sexy lady who does, does violence. Um, uh, <laughs> it's all in the name. She is then put, it's put upon her that she's like, you're, you have to explain Mortal Kombat real quick. And so they go to her house, which is like a shack and uh, it's full of like newspaper cutouts of like a ring or a, or a four-armed monster and is like, what is it on it or whatever. <laughs> and she says this fantastic line I've been thinking about ever since I saw it where uh, uh, the, the people are like, a, a, a Mortal Kombat, what is that? And she says in a serious face pointing at a newspaper, my research tells me there are realms. <laughs> <laughs> and the realms have to do Mortal Kombat. <laughs> and then it's all downhill from there. I mean, once you know that. This um, is combat to the death. This is no immortal combat. Oh, and then mortal. the other thing is they do not use the fucking song until the credits. What a waste. Oh. Mm. What's even the I do point know that of a aspect. Mortal Kombat movie? Right. Spines and then Mortal Kombat. The song. Instead, they just have, like, Jason Bourne soft drums that aren't too distracting so you can spend more time with Reptile or what have you. <laughs> I always really liked that name. It's just like, yeah. just a reptile, man. First thing that comes to your head, we're pu- putting it out there. We're Not even like a video game. Uh, uh, scorpion. Because it could be like a Komodo dragon, and that's pretty sick. But that could also be like one of the lizards that you find on the wall, and you're like, I didn't even know lizards were here. Yeah, this that's one's sure a lame reptile. This one shouldn't be in a tournament of any kind. Oh, um, <laughs> well, let, let's go around and interview our guests really quickly. I uh, guess so. Have either of you... This show is good. You know, Katie, Katie why don't you pilot for this part? Oh, hey, fellas. <laughs> you know, I don't know if you know this, but Dragon Ball Z is of the anime variety, a media oh, yes. from our friends Whoa. of the East, an animated cartoon. <laughs> And I'm wondering... That's just uh, what I was going to say. Yeah, I know. It's like you and I have mind-melded. We've just spent that much time Friends together. Friends of the East. Friends of the East. Uh, I, I fucking said it. <laughs> Friends of the East. And uh, I'm, I'm wondering if either of you individually have experience with Dragon Ball or anime at large. Uh, let's start with Arthur, I guess. I'm calling yes. on you. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I have experience with anime. I have seen... Uh, sort of a few select canonical series to their uh, from start to finish, as well as some of Dragon Ball. Do you like it? Uh, I like it all right. Uh, my my favorite series is, of course, as a as a sad person, uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion is my absolute Let's favorite uh, anime series. Love it very much because a very very sad person ends up saving the world, even though he hates himself, and it makes me get out of bed every day. Does Maybe he uh, save it? Or does he end it? <laughs> well, he does. He is involved, and that's nice. 
Yeah, it's a reason to get out of bed. <laughs> I see. I, if we want to go into it, I think that the instrumentality project is about saving humanity. I think that humanity is uh, harms itself. We harm each other all the time. So if we were all to become one entity, then we couldn't hurt ourselves so bad no more. It's so free love, man. Exactly. Unless humanity <laughs> drinks like a giant collective four loco and falls into a giant collective bathtub. I mean, funny you should say <laughs> those that. Two, those two activities have never been linked scientifically. I just want to butt in and say that we don't know that one leads to I anything do, else. But I do want a video of Alex just falling down some stairs to that bump, 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 yeah uh fucking timpanis fire up and he just like hits the deck amazing uh it's like yeah it's like neon genesis evangelion trigun helsing uh cowboy bebop which i still have never finished i've started it like four or five times but i've never finished it's the most manageable one i know and it's manageable. Every episode, self-contained, just hanging out with your old cowboy friends. You don't like that <laughs> shit. You want a challenge. You want to watch a That's 150 true. I, episodes. I personally prefer 150 episodes. I've restarted Bleach this week. So oh, if, fuck. God forbid Boo. I'm back to that old me. I don't will start give. talking about Bleach again. This is where I, I think we all want the, to prevent that. The hundredth time, listeners of the show, we will not be discussing Bleach because I, for one, hate it. Uh, mm. They censor me on my own show. They censor me. Yes, <laughs> I am the star, and you're here to support me. You're queen. Yes, Miss Rose Leon. I agree, agree uh, Miss Rose Leon. Donovan, you've uh, made it clear that you have not seen an episode of the show until today, so that must have been fun for you. Have you been avoiding Dragon Ball due to a traumatic uh, incident in your childhood, or, you know, just just wasn't on the list? Uh, yeah. So, historically, I've been a really cool guy. <laughs> and so, yeah, I kind of, so. growing up, yeah. I had Where are the fr- sources? friends Where are the sources who... I'll send a bibliography at the end of the episode with all kinds of references about how sick I am. Links but- in the description to Donovan's Facebook page. <laughs> all those cool pictures. Don't go there, actually. That is uh, where the not cool pictures are. <laughs> uh, but was, I grew up with like friends watching Dragon Ball Z, and I would hear the names like the Piccolo. And I would think that's a very strange name. And I'd see images from it, and I was like, these guys have big hair. And all of their faces look the same, and I can't really tell them apart. So it always just seems like this I, I inaccessible. I have no idea how to get in there. And I was very cool, as I mentioned, preoccupied with things like my uh, Audubon Eastern Half of the United States Field Guide. You know, my anime of choice was the was birds. You know, that's uh, that's how <laughs> I got my kids. Birds could be an anime. That's true. Right, and you know, there's there's rising conflict among the flocks and warning calls what's going to happen next episode maybe they get into a bird fight who knows what's your favorite series of bird uh <laughs> big on the chickadees series mm. ah. uh little, they got the little hats on them they kind of look like they're wearing a little uniform and they're wearing caps and yeah i okay. like the really early anime. chickadees but then later on when you know the animation got weird and they started putting the chickadees and less clunky robots and it just like lost the charm <laughs> weird sure. have any of you For seen sure. attack on Wormtown? <laughs> <laughs> 
I do know what that is. I got an anime I reference there. Because shit, I have seen the first season of Attack on Titan at some point. There you go. I watched Pokemon as a kid. Yeah, Pokemon barely counts. And, uh, oh, so for, through quarantine, uh, I found out about Junji Ito, prolific creator of the, the paper anime genre. It comes in oh, a book damn. format as opposed to on a on a pirate <laughs> yeah. website kind of thing. Uh, I've been getting into yeah. that. I think that Jun- stuff. You just switched oh, to straight Junji free Ito's basic like anime. <laughs> <laughs> But so not 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 a whole lot, but like I was kind of adjacent to it. But I was definitely one of the dudes who was like, "This is weeb shit. I'm too cool for this. I'm gonna go listen to corn and watch." <laughs> I, I don't I don't know what I was even like. Saving Private Ryan. I was like, a, I was your standard like white thirteen year old dude who's like, "This is a sick movie." About badass dudes. And, like, I mean, Black it's Hawk just down. so funny to me because New Metal and Dragon Ball Z go so hand in hand for me. It's like one and the yeah. same. Just fucking right. watching AMVs to Lincoln exactly. Park of like dudes <laughs> blowing each other up. And I'm like, yeah, shut up when you're talking to me. Super Saiyan, let's go. Every track you too. ever loved, Donovan, there is definitely a video of Vegeta punching someone. <laughs> too. I was good. I remember like early YouTube days, I guess, like looking up, trying to find like a corn song or something and seeing the AMVs. I didn't know what AMV stood for. I was just like, this is music with anime. Are they like an anime band? I don't think I put together it was like a fan made thing. I'm not a very smart person in some respects. I should probably clarify that. <laughs> certain, oh, compo- certain components of my brain are dumb. It's hard to explain. I think okay. you have explained. Uh, you know, I am. I listen. I think you're great. Oh, thanks. I, yeah. I think, <laughs> no, hear me out. I think everyone got too into being smart. And that's why Twitter is super annoying now, where if you make a joke where you're like, I saw a bird today, wish it was wearing a hat, and then you get 10 people like, Katie, <laughs> if you put a hat on a bird, you're going to cause a mass extinction, and are you really ready to be responsible for the food drought of the eastern seaboard? No. So Katie, I birds think, are one of my starter animes, and if you put a hat on them, you're gonna undo the entire culture I grew up with. I'm just saying it's time to be dumb again, because I, you know, being smart has not worked out for me at all. I'm ready to be fully fucking stupid, and I, I just wow. want to make contents <laughs> about farts, and I want to okay. drink out of my plastic straws. I'm done. I'm dumb as shit. I'm a big old dumb dumb with my brain full rocks, and I think it's it great needs to be too. If you just lean into it, too, it's like, then if you do something average, people are like, holy shit, nice work. And you're like, ah, thank you. Look at at me. I logged in to Outlook. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I reset my password and nobody even had to help me. Listen. I've done a lot for annoying representation in this country, and now I'm here to help out my fellow dum-dums. Katie, you've done time. so much for this country. I just I've wanted to thank you. So much. Um, time for annoying Americans to have their day. I'm not annoying because of my mental illness. I'm annoying in additional in addition. to being. Yes. Please respect yes. that. She's done so much for this country. So um, I know. It's time. It's time. I- I'm looking at I'm looking at the clock here on the 17 tracks I will be editing together later. <laughs> And it, I think it adds up to a half an hour. It's kind of hard to tell, but 
why don't we do an ad read for one of our beloved sponsors? It's uh, which one is it? D- Dylan. It ad says spot. it's by okay. Dylan Swigert. Okay, guys. Board Welcome game podcast. to the ad. <laughs> All right, today's Hard episode. I got, I got it. I got it. I got it. Uh, I'm great at reading. Today's episode is brought to you by the podcast Play Testing, a fully improvised tabletop role playing game podcast called Play Testing. It's a thing your pal Carol would never listen to in a billion years, but you might like it. <laughs> I personally find D&D podcasting the bane of my existence. But so wow, many people words. I love, love them, including my best friend that I live with. So, you know, and what's cool about them is they don't play D&D or any other published game. Listeners submit ideas for games. They're open to your suggestions. So, you know, you can you can interact with them. They encourage it even, which, you know, God bless them. They want to hear from you about games. I encourage you to interact with me. <laughs> Go ahead. They also, <laughs> so you submit the, they're fictional games. So you submit the ideas for the games, and then they make up the rules and try to play the rules they just made up hence the game played the, 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 they play testing they're there it's like it's not just it's not just a, it's not just annoying, testing it's multiple types of improvising here improvisation a thing that i love and respect uh and none of them are professional comedians or improv actors which is supposed to be a positive thing about this show uh <laughs> <laughs> Woo! They say episode nine is their I'm best episode to start on, and they don't get paid for the podcast, and they do it out of the bigness of their uh, their biggened, dumb hearts. So they just they do it for funsies, and I would just love to hear you do their the, their funsies. So playtesting podcast. I'm sorry that I'm the one that read your ad. <laughs> May I say that this this is something that I am interested in, and it sounds like a fantastic concept. I'm going to build them up a little bit. I'm That's really what I'm saying. I'm saying subscribing. This right sounds now. like a great podcast that is not for me. Like I feel sure. like so many of our listeners will genuinely love it, and you guys should check it out. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, Katie may not be into that kind of podcast, but don't you want to be like Katie's roommate, someone lucky enough <laughs> to live with Katie? Yeah. <laughs> Think about that. You want to be part of my inner sanctum? It's not about emulating me. It's about offsetting my off-puttingness. We have said that I am a huge right. part of the annoying community, and I need likable, well-adjusted people to surround me to make me look more palatable. You subscribe to the Playtesting <laughs> Podcast. All, uh-oh, all of a sudden, you're one step closer to Katie. Soon That's right. she'll be all yours. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> What about like Parcheesi? Could I ask him to play Parcheesi? There's, Donovan, there's, that's not the concept of the podcast. It's a I board mean, game, could. right? They seem. What to about like Donovan's Katie's podcast? So she does. She only has the information from the email. Yeah. Katie, I got some notes for this podcast for you. If you got about <laughs> ten minutes, we could do a little aside here. You should look them up. Uh, you can find that Twitter and Instagram at Playtesting Pod. 
and you could submit your idea for Donovan's Parcheesi, which is like I imagine yeah. Parcheesi, but with with like a mustache or something, or a bird it's got a mustache. It's no longer false advertising. The pieces truly are made from cheese of wide variety. Pick your favorite flavor to represent <laughs> you. Oh, I'm so hungry, you, dog. You, you were a cool guy. I could tell. <laughs> yeah. Just from how you would play Parcheesi if it were up to you. I'm not 100% sure what Parcheesi is. I'm going to admit right now, but that name popped into my head. I know it's a game. It's got a funny name. So it's a game. I, I, I think it's got strong potential just based on that. Yeah. All right. Well, get the, okay, par cheesy. <laughs> we got a golf aspect. Oh. We got the cheese. All right. We're, actually, we're moving I, some gears here. I think you actually stumbled on to part. Like, I believe there is like a golf type score system with par cheesy. I don't oh, know. Oh, shit. That's the par part. Falling <laughs> out the, super. The cheese Write us cheese. to tell us what par cheesy is. Hey. <laughs> Sorry, play You can make podcast. me slightly sma- smarter. Wow. Mispronounced <laughs> smart. All, right. all part of the bit, folks. All part of the bit. Who wants to all talk right. about? I think we're ready. Episode 64 of Dragon Ball Z Kai. Yes, I do. Katie, me, please. Woo! Oh, everyone's like Talk about this. Everyone's Oh, show hand. me the dragons. So. Katie, I'm recording a podcast on phone data. Let's talk about it. The title <laughs> of this episode is number 17 and 18, The Androids Awaken. I wonder what's going to happen. Yeah, if for those of you uh, catching up, uh, last week, uh, Android 20, a.k.a. Dr. Jero, a.k.a. Old Man Robot Pants, uh, was trying to AKA find the door. Mr. Steal Your Borg. Mr. Steal Your Borg <laughs> was trying to find the door to his man cave so he can get his preteens up to end the world. Uh, the Z-Boys, uh, the Z-Boys C-Squad. So we have Piccolo, Tien, and Krillin trying to find the door while Vegeta and Trunks have some traditional American-style father-son bonding. And by that, I mean Trunks is like, say anything, and... Vegeta ignores him. So we open right. up. It was an on... episode about finding a door mostly and like where <laughs> yes. a door is. So we open up and we have abruptly found the door. By the way, there is There's no... the door. <laughs> the ending of last episode did not imply that the door was in sight. It just decided here's here's door. And uh Doctor Yeah, the cliffhanger Ger- was like, Will they find the door? There it when is. When he finds it? Dr. Jero says, be it ever so humble, which is a reference to a 19th century folk song about hearth and home, which felt a little out of place to me. Yeah. Well, you know, um, he was asleep for a while, then brought back to life, and then turned into mm. a robot. So so it was contemporary for him when it was written. Yeah. Right, he's, he's canonically old. So, okay. so he, he knows about hearths and, and homes. And this came out in the 90s, so for all we know, like, he was in the war, although what side? Uh, Ooh. Oh, no. Big Are questions. you representing the Kaiser in his he was war of aggression of 1914? dog president's war. Um, so, yeah, Dr. Jero finds the door, 
and he laments to himself that he didn't want to bring these two online, referring to 17 and 18, but all things considered, he's put into a corner, and uh, that's, that's where we start off on this episode. Yeah, so um, the last episode, aside from finding a door, it really pioneered <laughs> some important facts, which is that Dr. Giroux has a brain in a jar because he once was a great scientist with brain standard edition in the head version. And then he did surgery on himself to give himself jar brain. And so that's, that's what's going on with him. Make sure you keep buy the toys for him. He's got a big old jar brain and then it's time to wake up his teens. Now, I don't know if either of you have tried to wake up a teen, but they are a little bit sassy. <laughs> I would say, but they're not. They're so polite when he wakes them up. Right. right but he that's wakes. just one of their games. Arthur. We get a, a slow <laughs> pan up a, a Android 17, so you get the whole fit. We got green socks tucked into loose fit jeans, a black belt, black shirt overlord, a long sleeve. Uh, with a red kerchief, really looking Gen Z uh, in this look. And he's like, good morning, father. It's so good to see you. Like, thank you for waking me. He's like, polite. you said, thank you. Oh, my God. I didn't think kids today had manners. Uh, real I, I trying you'd to be doing a hundred gecks at me and hitting the dab. <laughs> and then uh, he... He says how the reprogramming worked, and then he's like, let's wait for your sister. And he also gets Android 18, and they exchange glances, and she also gives, like, an over-the-top thank you, dear Dr. Jiro. Right. And, and it's she like, even outdoes his, and she's like, Papa, dearest, it is such a joy <laughs> to see you. And then he comments, like, boy, you're even more polite than the boy. It's <laughs> very um, children. It's very getting into the will energy. So yeah, they're they're here. They're being polite. Uh, Jero is like, I'm so glad you don't suck now that I reprogrammed you. Um, and there's like so much fake science in this episode. So they're like, oh, I had to like turn off your personality inhibitors when you became your unlimited energy or whatever. But then you were rude, so I stuck you in a space coffin. How about that? Can I ask an Android question? Please. Please. What's up with the big foreheads? They got big they got honking heads. foreheads. Big oh, brains. that's just... So these Ooh. two were <laughs> run-of-the-mill um, American apparel models that he mm. modified. So he didn't make these ones from scratch, and that's kind of their whole deal, is they're like actual teens who are... They don't respect him, and they listen to Nirvana and stuff. And so... <laughs> That's just what they look like, and that's part of what being attractive was in the 90s, was the size of your forehead. Oh. Mm. I, uh, Katie, you mentioned the Gen Z connection. I actually watched this with my girlfriend, who has also never seen Dragon Ball, and she was like, oh, they're e it's an e-boy and an e-girl. They're doing right. a commentary on e-people. Yeah, I mean, this <laughs> came Electronic out in, people. like, literally 92, uh, so... You know, the teens Damn. just think they discovered, like, looking like shit. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, they think they just, they just discovered mud honey for the first time, you know? Uh, <laughs> so funny. 
the more things dragon change, the more things dragon say the stay same. The Am same. I right, the folks? Dragon <gasps> stay the, that's something we say every week. That's Alex, a Dragon Ball reference. I totally forgot. Um, so today is April 26th. And today is the anniversary of when Dragon Ball Z first aired. No way. Oh my oh. god, I, what, I, I forgot to get you something. Yeah, you you did. You totally forgot and you said nothing about my hair. <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> All of our cameras are, cameras are off except for the guests so that we can monitor what they look like and their reactions live to the podcast. <laughs> On this day in 1989 in Our Friends of the East Japan... <laughs> Oh, Shouts I out! Them. Let's get a plug for Japan. Check out. Do you like island nations? <laughs> but think that Indonesia is too large? Check out Japan. It's right off the coast of China, and the future is in the east. It's Japan. The um, <clears throat> will be 32 years since uh, Dragon Ball Z premiered. The traditional gift for the 32nd anniversary is copper. <laughs> Don't, oh, get, shit. don't bring the anniversary copper. gifts onto another podcast. We got into this <laughs> no, on our fine. show, and I don't know that's what you fine. were talking about with the copper Everyone gift. Everyone needs help. Alex, where is my <laughs> copper robot? Where is yes. my, my, my Kentucky mule? I want a Kentucky mule that I can go swimming in, bitch. I'll be getting you a <laughs> copper modem so that your internet can die ah. <laughs> at the fun. speed... You know oh, what? Dragon Ball Z's anniversary. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, so anyway, <laughs> so the androids, they have woken up. They're styling. They're here. Oh, no. And then uh, so Dr. Jero is like, hey, no one would be sick now that you're so polite if you can go kill Goku and his friends. That would be awesome. Meanwhile, Piccolo and Tien thanks Krillin for finding a door. They're like, thanks Good for door. finding the door, Krillin. You had one job. And then he's like, I forgot to mention Dr. Jero already went inside the one thing we were trying to prevent. And they're like, couldn't right. mention that sooner. He says door detail here. Forgot one door detail. He already went in the door. So that's kind <laughs> of all a, you need to know. <laughs> it took a lot of energy for Krillin to even say what he said. Imagine if he had to add, also, Jero had to already got in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's really worried. I, the door adds a whole element of conflict to the episode that uh, I wouldn't have guessed. Where even though they like blow up mountains and stuff, they like can't they can't, they can't jimmy the walk a... quite good. Sure. <laughs> I I mean, there's a lot of uh, unsocialized male behavior in here. Uh, like, if Krillin just knew how to communicate a little better, they could have got this faster. But we haven't even gotten to Vegeta yet, who is really on a tear this episode. So anyway, they, uh, <laughs> they go try to they go to the door. They're like, we got to go knock it down. On the other side, Dr. Jared is like, hey, uh, go kill them, my servants. Uh, Krillin is just sucking so hard at opening the door. He doesn't know how to open a door. He doesn't think to just blow up the door because the whole point that they're there is to blow it up but just whatever blow it they up. have to try just and open a door uh and then they Vegeta even say out loud this is the world's toughest door that's the line in the episode <laughs> this door has been hitting the gym 
<laughs> this kicks off one of the most extended periods of people standing around talking to each other in any program I have ever seen. <laughs> Oh my goodness! You are so privileged. Well, I, to say I that. got some news for <laughs> you. Having not seen the other sixty-three episodes sure. of Dragon Ball Z Kai, a tighter version of the same show I watched as a child. <laughs> Is that the thing with this? So the traditional Dragon Ball setup, Donovan, um, for your education, is that. Yeah, so Dragon Ball Z Kai is a re-editing, but what normally would happen is. Two guys would talk about fighting while everyone stands around and comments about how they are going to fight for about three episodes. <laughs> then the fight right. starts, and then everyone continues to re-say anything that happens. So someone shoots a beam, and then they go, Hey, he's shooting a beam. That means he shot a beam. And then, it, like, <laughs> you know, repeat over and over again. And then maybe one major plot thing actually happens every 10 episodes. Yeah, sometimes sure. I have to find a door. Sometimes you yes. gotta find a door. <laughs> okay. But this is, but you're, so you're saying this, though, compared to that original, this is the one that has less filler. And yet, Supposedly. still Absolutely. much filler. Yeah, no, it um, is less, though. This, is, this was really tight, I thought. This yeah, really this felt episode, like I was there. This episode specifically has a better. I'm sorry, someone's just, like, shooting a gun outside. I live in Brooklyn. All right. <laughs> hey. oh, damn. Oh. All right. Woo, summer in Bushwick, baby. Let's go. My landlord's just out one of jail. those days. My landlord. I'm trying to record a Dragon Ball podcast. <laughs> Stop got murdering. <laughs> Excuse me. Please knock off the murder for another 20 minutes. And then... Just have at it, fellas. Um, next so, to androids 17 and 18, <laughs> folks. He's so, shooting yeah. a gun, and now he's loading the gun. And now he's <laughs> shooting the gun again. Yep, yep. All right, so I yeah, get Krillin can't, <laughs> can't open a door, and Vegeta and Trunks is here. Uh, you know, uh, Dr. Juro, for becoming a smart robot, seems to have lost all ability to pick up on context clues and is not noticing these two robots staring at each other and, you know, smirking as he goes, Haha, my children, go teach them the meaning of pain. That's when Seventeen grabs the remote out of his hand and he's like, Hmm, this seems like a device that could deactivate us. That's kind of sucks. And he smashes it. That's sus. Yeah, and he's like, this remote sus as hell. <laughs> yes. That's how they talk because they're young, like <laughs> us. Piccolo they and see Vegeta. the remote and they go, pause. Okay. Yeah. That's it for that. No more of that. Piccolo and Vegeta this are having a fight about who can open the door that is reminiscent of two men fighting over a barbecue. Yeah, you're not flipping it right. You flipped it too fast. Dad, you have to flip it. The future depends on it. <laughs> <laughs> I was confused I where that remote came from. Okay, so I, I think it. we buried the lead with the remote because he's got this remote the whole time. The camera keeps like zooming in on the remote, but What's you're just he... supposed to pick up from context. Like this is the turn androids off remote. What's he doing waving that thing around, though, in front of these super smart death androids? He's just, oh, I'm ca this? Don't worry about this. This is just some remote. That seems risky. I, I mean, there's, it doesn't work out for him, so. There's a really <laughs> funny line later where he's like, I'll make another one. I'm like, in what world do you think these androids that you already can't control are going to, like, let you make another remote? <laughs> 
Yeah, right. quick question. How much time do you think you have to make a remote right now? <laughs> <laughs> Two to three months, maybe? Uh, what, what, what's your window here? My secret weapon. I worked at a remote test kitchen for three years, and I can assemble it very quickly. <laughs> Future Trunks keeps being like, we need Goku. And Vegeta's like, no. And he blasts open nah. the door. Everyone just is covered in smoke. Holy shit, the door, it has been blasted open. The door is open. Oh, and that was a strong door, too. Everyone gasps (laughs) at 17 and 18's fresh looks. And Vegeta (laughs) decides that he's going to be doing a Stefan thing where he describes it. He goes, a young man with black hair and a red kerchief. And the girl is not unattractive at all. Just like you said. I'm like, all right, all right. (laughs) That's Seven goofy. out of ten. Vegeta that w- <laughs> reviews. <laughs> that was in my notes for sure. Because I was like, I gotta make sure I caught that. That they're like, oh, these two death androids. Oh, they're pretty cute, though. They're also <laughs> children androids. That was sketchy. I mean, that's not gonna be a... That's not going to be a line for him. He's a bad man. He's a very <laughs> bad man. Yeah. And he's so short and angry. Tens across yeah, the Vegeta's board. out of control this episode. Yeah, going off he- half-cocked. Always. Has some lines that are... This is when 17 is like, huh, you made a Android 19 at some point? That's weird. You never introduced us. Oh, wait. He's like a shittier version than us? Oh, so you're like scared of me? That's interesting. Well, I don't feel like fighting right now, so I'm just gonna not do that. Mm-hmm. And uh, 18 mm. walks over the smashed remote to see another space coffin. Who's in there? Oh, it's our big boy ginger friend, Android 16. Android 16, huh? Another perpetual... But he wasn't in the future. He wasn't right. in the future, because there's no gingers in the future, because they have been bred out of society, as God wishes. <laughs> right, it's a terrible, unrelated consequence. <laughs> I like this robot, too, because while the other ones have the big foreheads, and so you can tell they're conniving and, and very sneaky, he's got a big chin. He goes the opposite direction, and so you can tell that he is strong. He's mm-hmm. classically handsome, but the thing for him, though, is his outfit is... It's really just the color is just too much. It's dog shit. You know, I love Android 16 because he looks like a literal death robot. These two look like they just, like, were shoplifting at Claire's. But this dude is wearing armor. It's Yes, it's neon it's green. It's the lime 90s. Colored. He loves monster so energy drink because he's a fucking robot. Friend of the show, um... Drew Kaufman uh, gave me an original super articulated Android 16 figure from his personal collection when he moved to L.A. And it wasn't until he stayed at my house where he's like, oh, I didn't realize you were like one of these weirdos that keeps toys on shelves. I could have given you so much more. I'm like, why would you say that to me now? Uh, (laughs) You know I want them. She wants them for her shelves. I want them for my shelves in my adult bedroom. I'm 32. It's fine. <laughs> anyway, the color's too much, I thought. Yeah, you thought it was too much? I thought it was just right, baby. You don't know anything about fashion, Alex. All you I know don't, is bathtub smash and lie. <laughs> we don't know that. With, I just wanted to share a story with my friends. You're supposed to be on my side. Um, 
Oh, wait, there's one more important detail, Katie, that we have to discuss, which is they changed Android 18's voice. Mm. Yeah, they made her. Um, yeah, she's like way girlier in this dub. Because in the original Ooh. dub, her she sounds like Seventeen, where she's just as emotionalist. But I thought she was a little sing-songy in this. Yeah, they make her, she's like a pitch higher. The old 90s Android 18 sounds like Meg from Hercules, where she's like, what's going on, boys? Are we having a <laughs> explosion? And then she'll shoot a beam or something. But this one is like very twee, very femme. Um, just kind of like she's playing along with something. I don't like it. Mm. Yeah, I kind of wish it was more like uh, her and Super, at least, where she like... I know she's supposed to be a real girl by then, but... Real-ass woman. I don't know. I thought I she to sound like Dr. Girlfriend from Venture Brothers. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah exactly. <laughs> I like that. Hey, that's, that's anime. I've seen done. that. <laughs> that's not yeah, anime. That'll count. <laughs> that was made in Brooklyn. Well, it's not as anime as birds, I guess, but <laughs> it was on television. Well, I come from a culture with a different definition of anime. My, my personal culture. <laughs> that was very. I've um, decided that I am uh, anime now. That's very. Uh, was there an update uh, on the shooting? Ableist of me. To, to, oh, okay, to never mind. Project. <laughs> uh, Katie paused for a minute. I thought maybe things were developing in Bush. <laughs> 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 I'm safe now. I think it's like in three yards over. I think I'm fine. Uh, yeah, you're uh, fine. If the cops that's start pouring well out into of the range. neighborhood. You'll, you'll, I'll tell you I gotta cheese it if I just have to get up and run. I'm okay. on the top floor. There's three floors to rob before. Oh, me. yeah. Um, I probably can't hit you on the top floor. That's true. Nah. That's physics. Trunks is like, Android 16? That's a whole new robot. He's not in the future. Dr. G is like, uh, don't talk to Android 16. What are you doing? Trying to destroy the planet. And then Krillin's like, destroy the planet. I'm like, what show are you on, bitch? You know that's always the goal. Yeah, this is always the stakes. <laughs> yeah, <I'll>, you've <laughs> literally died before, you tiny idiot. You can't Basically, even beat up a door. they keep trying to stop them Shut from up. waking up Android 16. <laughs> uh, and it's a whole stupid thing. And you know what? Uh, they decide they're going to do it anyway. 18 presses the button, and 17... Well, because they're teens, so when you tell them not to do something, they immediately have to be like, oh, you don't want me to hit this button and let mm -hmm. this redheaded man out of his cage? Yeah. Oops. She, Extra she androids. the button, and then don't Android 17 punches I have a twin. Dr. Jiro, and then kicks his head off, and I was like, sick. <laughs> I thought it was cool. That yeah. shit was crazy. The... The look High on his face the when the episode. fist goes through his chest is, right. like, seared into me now. I really love that. And then they smushed the head. They he smushed his a head. head. That was fucking just a, crazy. Just a head. How are you going to curb someone who's just a head? <laughs> well, he kept like talking, too, is the thing. So it's like, oh, I guess you got to stomp it. I like it because they're like, fellas, if your head Andrew is still talking, you got to stomp it. <laughs> New rule. That twisted. Because he just, he's making a point. And then Vegeta <laughs> then gets a full-on bone zone over this. Because he's like, they'll kill anyone that gets in their way. Just like a Saiyan. A coo coo coo. Also, Seventeen starts fucking <laughs> with Krillin. Because he sees that he's scared of him. So he's like waving at him. Like, come over here. I'm going to tell you a little secret, little buddy. And he won't come over there. So he's like, fuck this. And the three of them fly away. 
That was so confusing. Because you think it's like going to come back or something or lead to something, but it's really just he's playing mind games with Krillin, and he's waving at him, and Krillin's just talking out loud to himself like, what does he want? What, what does he want? <laughs> he's, he's waving at me. Oh, God, he's beckoning threateningly. <laughs> Uh, the flight animation and sound effect for them taking off made me laugh very, very hard. Zoom. I thought they just float away like fucking Poochie going back to his home planet. <laughs> <laughs> just floating in the air. I swear I heard a slunking sound effect in there too. Like the tee-lee-lee-lee-lee. Oh, yeah. When somebody oh, yeah. was moving. Is that there a, they a slunk, slunk in this? They absolutely slunk. <laughs> I like that. There's a canonical tie between uh, the Dragon Ball and Theater of Delights universes. That's a fun fact. It's a <laughs> it's a borrowed story. It kind of takes the same themes and explores new directions. The story like, rhymes. Yeah, it rhymes. it's it rhymes in a way. <laughs> what if the Grinch was involved? Is kind of the <laughs> question. A lot of it. They um. <laughs> I forgot th- that the last one was Grinch themed. Um, I they. <laughs> Some of y'all forgot. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> they're flying away. The Z-Boys are like, why are they flying away? Because they're bored. But they're also flying to kill Goku, who killed the Red Ribbon Army 600 episodes ago. And Android 16 is programmed to destroy Goku. It's his one life purpose. And because mm. he's the one who is actually an android and is not a spunky teen, he only wants to do that, and it's very limited of him. <laughs> this is when Vegeta... Throws a grade A tantrum because he was ignored by the androids. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite streamer won't message me back. It's not about you, Vegeta. Not everything has to be about you, Vegeta. When I email the playtesting podcast, <laughs> <laughs> I have sent several payments to your OnlyFans, and you said once a month you would chat with me. <laughs> Uh, we got a little relationship advice component here, maybe, and that's, hey, don't uh, assume other people are thinking about you, focused on you. You got to stop making up these stories, fella. You got to focus on yourself and what you can control, mm-hmm. Vegeta. <laughs> Absolutely. Control the narratives you can control and stop trying to hit on teenage androids. I- also that. That's that's good evergreen advice. advice. For you. <laughs> I think... Uh, Vegeta's not that horny, though. He's just horny for fighting. Right. That is a good description. <laughs> he was amped. The only time he has a baby is when he can't fight for, like, even a small amount. So I think he'll, like, take it as a backup, but it is not his true love. Also, so the, the, then the androids are trying to get Goku, and somebody mentions that Goku has a heart condition. Yeah, that Goku. seemed a little anticlimactic. <laughs> Goku has contracted the deadly coronavirus, and now he's... <laughs> Slowly dealing with the fevers. He's he's having heart attack fevers. Whenever it shows him, he's just like, ah, ah, and like imagining stuff. Right. I was figuring it was going to be like, uh, he's like used all his power. He's got a recharge or some shit. It was just like, yeah, he's got like a bad valve. Yeah, in cute angina. (laughs) He only ate dinosaur steaks for 30 years, and it turns out there are repercussions in this life. Wait, is that what the tail steak is? Oh, yeah. It's dinosaur. The dinosaur steak? Yeah. Okay. But also... Because I'm a crazy person who listened to this without watching the show, and y'all said tail steak once, and that's really stuck with me. And now I play Monster Hunter, and when I cut off the tail, I yell tail steak. It's a, it's, tail it's steak. a very that's what it is. <laughs> similar, <laughs> similar thing as Monster Hunter. It's exactly what you think it is. Oh. Yeah. 
Um, that's hey, wait, that's anime too. I just started playing that. Uh, baby dinos. Joe Biden doesn't want you to have tail snakes. <laughs> <laughs> that would that would have been a Bloomberg platform banning dinosaur steaks. Damn, that would have been a better topic to to bring up at the beginning than if your bed is wet. But I just thought of it now, so forget can't it. Can't go back. <laughs> we can't go back. All right, well, we're near the end here. Katie, how's this pull out? Vegeta, you know, Trunks keeps being like, Dad, we need Goku. We need three Super Saiyans. And then he punches Trunks and flies away. And I'm like, dude, this is what you get when you're trying to meet your birth dad. You have no established relationship. It's just not going to work out. It's not even like a dad punch. It's like a rude a rude student's punch to his own son uh, right in the wind bucket but <laughs> by the way Bulma and Gohan and Yajirobe are still doing a thing what's up with bat baby why does the baby have a batman cow that's his hat yeah that's his hat it's a that's just what hats look like it's cute. in this world in the Dragon it's just Ball a cute universe. baby hat i don't know i don't know if it's a hairstyle type of thing mm. no if you put a hat on a baby I mean, once you have a baby, I mean, it's open season for looks. You ever, you, so I think that's kind of what's going you on You ever there. see a baby dressed up like a bear? It looks like a drunk teddy bear came to life. I think it's just like a similar vibe. I feel that. That's good energy. Meanwhile, 16, 17, and 18 land on the road. And they're like, oh, are we going to walk? That's boring. And 17's like, I thought we'd get a sick whip. And 18's like, oh, boys in their road trips. And 17's like, 16! Boys love cars. 16 knows what I'm talking about. You look like you used to be a car guy. And then 16's like, I have been a robot. I only know coldness and sorrow. And they're like, oh, shit, that sucks. I was never a car guy. <laughs> I have been a car. I've been part of a car. Now I am a man robot. Never a boy. <laughs> you wouldn't enjoy cars so much if you knew the pain they were hiding inside their steely frame. <laughs> I was previously a Tesla that lit even more on fire. <laughs> Vegeta has found them. Cybertruck. And he's gone Super Saiyan. And 17 looks at him and goes, oh, Vegeta's back. And his hair looks different, which I thought was so fucking funny. Yeah. <laughs> Lol. That was great. Owned, owned by It board. is, like, very much. So there's these teens on my block that make fun of my sneakers all the time, and it really feels just like that. <laughs> They're all just like, what are those, old lady? And I'm like, that's yeah, fine. Uh, you know, and they're like, oh, I'm going to fight you. Uh, we're on our way to kill Goku, so just get out of the way. Oh, he's so confident. He wants to fight. And then, you know, Vegeta is just so amped that he was practicing this speech all the way up here. He's like, I'm going to fight all of you, the little girl and the big guy and the little one. And they're like, all right, <laughs> take take a chill pill. It's going to be three's company, but for fighting. <laughs> 16 will not fight Vegeta because he's not programmed for that. You so 18 is stepping up to the plate, and Vegeta has this very funny line where he's like, I don't adhere to this planet's notions of chivalry, where he's like, I will smack a bitch today. <laughs> I'm from Europe. <laughs> and that's when the announcer hops on, and he's like, will Vegeta smack a bitch today? Find out next time on Dragon oh, so Ball Z. 
I was so mad. The most impressive thing that happens in this episode is fucking property damage. I was like, somebody fight somebody. <laughs> well, his head got curb stomped. That's true. That's there true. was a man got curbed. That was the peak there. Yeah, the head you got have to smushed. come back to watch women women be assaulted, <laughs> which is what the show will be for a while. Equal rights means I can fight women. I thought that's what feminists wanted. <laughs> Oh, we're going to fight, but first I need you to read both of my bumper stickers. <laughs> <laughs> they say what I'm all about. <laughs> okay, uh, what a fun episode. Let's rate, review, and read an email. Okay. Out of seven Dragon Balls, Alex Patak, what do you rate this episode? Katie, again, thanks for having me. Always a thrill to be here. Um, I had a lot of fun with the robot dynamics in a this. A lot of robots. Uh, the Boston dynamics in this episode <laughs> were fantastic. Um, uh, once we got the door plot out of the way, it, we could settle into just uh, my teen children don't listen to me, and I've worked so hard, and that was kind of a funny plot for me. I really enjoyed just uh, an old angry robot grandpa getting mad and then getting his head stomped in. Um, there wasn't any fighting, as Arthur was saying. So, um, although the aesthetics were right up my alley, this wasn't a peak episode for me. I do like hanging out with these Borgs, and I can't wait to see what they're going to do on the highway. Five out of seven Dragon Balls. <laughs> uh, Arthur, what do you rate this episode? This falls in the canon of uh, interstitial episodes. This, My understanding of the, the arc of this series is that there will be some... Less Aaron Sorkin walk and talks and more of a uh, Toriyama stand and talk. <laughs> uh, that's that's where we were with this episode. I, I I was disappointed with the lack of action, aside from the curbing and the property damage, which was uh, pretty exciting to me. Uh, the fits were nice, uh, so True. I have to go with I have to go at the top end of middle. I got to go with four out of five, four out of seven. Dragon they balls. did blow up a mountain. I think that should count for something. That's why it's not three out of seven. There was a RuPaul level of action. <laughs> in that. Uh, Donovan, how do you rate this episode as Seven Dragon Balls? So I'm really going through the mental library of episodes I've seen to compare it, compare it with those, make sure we got an accurate rating here. But unfortunately, I have nothing to compare it to. Uh, I did get a kick out of the fact that it was the whole interstitial thing and it ended with it about to be the fight because I got to say to my girlfriend, that's the whole thing with this show. <laughs> it just ends sometimes like that and they fight next episode. Uh, I liked the robots. I thought the sassy teen robot energy was pretty fun. My final takeaway actually also came from my girlfriend who had not seen the show and when she saw them getting muscly and powered up, she was telling me, like, apparently Michelangelo, that sculptor, he would, like, sculpt some of those dudes with, like, too many muscles. They were, like, anatomically incorrect. Right, so they just got extra muscles. And she was saying that's what this reminded her of. And I liked that comparison, and I learned a new fun fact out of that. Uh, so I got to give it 7 out of 7. Damn. Oh, interesting. All right. <laughs> 7 out of 7 because you learned about the famous painter Michelangelo. <laughs> Exactly. I, knowledge is power, and I was expecting just a fun, good time, but I came out with a brain full of learning. Cool. All right, fantastic. Well, I rate this episode 5 out of 7. Uh, I like all the robot stuff. I, lo I've, I've loved these characters. Uh, Vegeta was talking so much shit, um, which I love a good Vegeta shit talk. There was a beam. 
but there was not two beams, so five out of seven. But our guest, Donovan, has given this show seven out of seven, so I simply must... Take these Dragon Balls and summon the internal dragon, Shenron. Uh, arise, Shenron! <laughs> Shenron! He's the, Shenron's the big dragon, yes, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. Oh, this hey. Is, Donovan has uh, collected the Dragon Balls, and he'd like to have a little wish uh, for thanking us, you know, for learning about Michelangelo or some shit. Okay, yeah. but just to be clear, I'm not just any Shenron. I'm a cool team Shenron with a backwards hat. Oh, shit. Wearing green. Green is what young people wear. So, uh... Who has a wish? Donovan, <laughs> come on! You, What's your wish? Supposed man? to come yeah, in? You, you, uh, it's time for you to make a wish to the eternal dragon. And you wish for anything you want, oh, except for someone who's come back to life before. And while oh. you do that, I'm going to be huffing glue out of a bag. <laughs> wow! I'm too young to purchase real drugs. I'm I'm thrilled to have uh, this wish opportunity, this audience with you. Shenron. I remembered the name right there. <laughs> uh, I would like to wish on behalf of all our listeners that their relationship problems are fixed because I'm a good dude who loves the listeners and that's the sign of a good show. Oh yeah, uh, yeah you are a good dude. I'm, just, I'm putting the bag away. Oh, I'm sitting down and I'm granting all of, all of the relationship problems. They're all Mondo. They're all Mondo now. They're just big. Oh, I cannot think straight because of the glue in the bag. Understandable. I've, I've been there. Yeah. All right, I'm Hard not going to leave. I'm just going to stop talking. So I guess... We can move on whenever you're ready, and I'm just gonna sit down for a while. <laughs> do you need do you need orange slices or anything, Shenron? Can I get you anything? What? Hi, Shenron. It's fine. It's fine. Oh. I called you an Uber. It's here. Get Stop in the car. All right. Bye. <laughs> Oh, Alex, you just missed cool, nice cool team Shenron. He he uh, he was kind of fucked up, but he's he still there. I see but him. he he granted a very sincere wish from our guest. It was a very sweet moment. Is he okay? Uh, I don't know. I'll, I I called his mom. Well, it'll be fine. He's got the lean. <laughs> <laughs> his vibrant pretty hard. The glue was on top of even more things, and like the glue on its own. You know, that's a problem. That's enough, but... Right, that's a problem. Man, it down like six Golden Four Locos or something beforehand. I would, I oh couldn't even keep gosh. track. And it's a dragon on top of everything else? <laughs> Holy smokes. Only in America. Wow. Well, I'm glad I missed that. Why don't we read an email from our fans, apropos of Let's nothing? Let's do it! <laughs> it's time for Dragon Day. Some of that dragon mail. It's 
Okay, we are now entering the Dragon Mail segment. Send us an email at ballinoutsuper at gmail.com. We will read your questions and answer them. And, uh, and they're dragon questions, I guess. So here, here's a question. Uh, this is from Sarah. It says, Sup, ballers. Hello. Howdy. <laughs> You've been booked for five minutes on a late-night broadcast to discuss anime. This won't be a type 5 stand-up set. This will be a sit-down conversation with the host and any other guests on stage. Whose late-night show are you going on? Which anime are you discussing and why? Squee, squee, I like uh, short and sweet (laughs) questions, but this implies that I watch late-night television, which I hate to Mm. inform you I do not, so I will be going on Mori to find out which of my anime boyfriends have impregnated me. (laughs) Oh my god. That's a really good answer. I wish that I had thought of being impregnated by my anime friends. They're Um, just going to be like, Android 17, you are not the father. And he's like, I am a robot, I know. Which one of you pumped and dumped this celebrity? (laughs) Um, And I'll be like, you know what he did? He looked just like you. He looks just like you. And I'm just holding up a stuffed animal of a Shibu Inu, and I'm like, look at him! He's your son. <laughs> Yamcha's trying not to make eye contact. I'm like, you know what happened in the dugout. Well, as an as an entertainment professional myself, I have to stay caught up with the latest late night figures. Arthur and Donovan, do you have a who? Who's your favorite guys? Who's who's your favorite who's late your, night who's stars? Your guys? Who's your guys? Arthur, you know any late night? Uh, Kimmel. Is he still on TV? He is still on TV. That's I was going to say, I think Jimmy, K- he just had George Bush on. That's <laughs> why everyone's talking about him this week. Oh, shit. Celebrity painter George Bush. Oh, my God. Big anime head. And yeah. so I was, I was thinking that I would also say Kimmel because he cries, and I would love for that to be part of a televised discussion about anime. <laughs> What anime would you discuss? Uh, something real fun. Uh, see if I could still worm the tears out of them, like One Piece or something. Be like, sure. they're pirates, but their arms stretch. And you'd be like, oh, Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about Berserk. I've been playing a lot of Dark Souls lately. We're talking Berserk. Oh, yeah, oh hell, hell yeah, yeah daddy. That's going to be some great television. <laughs> you, Jimmy Kimmel. Berserk. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, Donovan, do you have any thoughts? Well, we all know timing is big, and so I can't do Camel, uh, you know, following that painter. I simply can't follow <laughs> up and act like that. I would have to switch it up. I'm not, you know, I'm not very familiar with a wide swath of late night shows, but I do know my specific one, uh, which is Bobby Audubon's late night chirping hour, hosted by just a delightful cock of the rock. Uh, all the PAs are like the birds from Cinderella, and they're bringing you, like, they're with their beaks, a water bottle. You know, they got a craft services table. Uh, and I'm talking about my, my favorite anime of all time with him, uh, which is The Humble Flamingo. All right. <laughs> that's that's show business, baby. Sarah, thank you for writing in. I hope I hope that this is what you wanted in some capacity. <laughs> I like I open a new doors. I like those kinds Bringing of questions. Bringing in uh, lesser known anime. Yeah, um, and yeah, if you want to send us an email or ask us a question, it's uh, super at gmail.com. Well, it is that time of the show again. 
I hear that train uh, coming around the bend. Plugga, plugga, choo-choo. Boys, <laughs> where can the fans find you? Check you out. Thing. What do you got to plug? Hey, listener, do you have six letters on you? Because you could rearrange those and head to our website, rftb.me, a home of relationship advice podcast, Radio Free Tote Bag, where me and Arthur answered listener questions kind of like that one, but about, like, sounding and stuff. <laughs> Sometimes we have a guest and they help us. Uh, and on that website, you can find the episodes. You can hear Alex Patak and Katie were both on recently, and they were great. And uh, send us questions and stuff. It's pretty it's cool. It's really great. If you like, oh, yeah. honestly, if you have the letters on you, it's a great podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not everybody's got an R laying around. Those end words a lot, and you tend to lose them. But if you got one, really great time. Yeah. yeah the economy's down. <laughs> <laughs> Our prices uh, are skyrocketing. Let's see. I am on Twitter at RFTBArthur. You can follow Donovan at, at RFTBDono. Thank it's you. D-O-N-O. Still trying to figure out Twitter and how to tell people what my Twitter is. <laughs> You've right. got it. It's a kind of bird. <laughs> oh, yeah. <Tweet>. Damn. <laughs> you can find me at Katie Rose on Twitter at Oh Hello. Katie Rose on Instagram. Please check out the show I do for money. Last words on the pit about everything metal this week. We're having Thomas Lindenberg. From at the gates, I'm waking up at 10 a.m. so I can talk to a man in Sweden and talk about Berserk. Two weeks ago, we had Kyle Anderson from a Berserk-themed metal band called Branda Sacrifice. That was Q2 and all sorts of shit. Brendan Small of Metaloculus fame was on the week before for 420. Ooh. Oh, hell yeah. Check it out. Blaze <laughs> And on top of that, blaze <laughs> In addition. <laughs> And here's my plugs. I'm on Twitter at Patak Jokes. Uh, highly unusual for me in the last year, but I'm plugging a comedy show oh, shit. that I'm putting together. It's a DSA fundraiser. Paid protest is back on May 2nd, this Sunday at 5.30. It's an online show. You, dear listener, can come. We're raising money for a defund the police campaign from New York City's Racial Justice Working Group. That's right. Won't that be fun? Also, there's stand-up comedy. Do you want to see Jake Flores and get mad? He's on the show. Can't wait. You can do that. Come pay, I'll put the link in the pay chat. Pay to be enraged and help defund the police because I uh, absolutely do, do both. both if you can. And uh, as always, Ballin' Out's Patreon can be found on patreon.com slash BOSpod where for just additional $5 a month you get... Four additional podcasts. We're talking Tenchi Moyo behind the paywall. If you like titties and feelings, come on down to Animate Down. Yeah, specifically if you like me seeing the titties and then telling you about them <laughs> secondhand. <laughs> that's, that's what you want to do. Patreon secondhand titties. All right, we're done. We're done? <laughs> All right. That's it for this week. Join us next week. Balling out. Super. Super.